Welcome to The Pragmatic Pagan. Here we explore an inclusive pagan path via science-based witchcraft, no deities included. With a focus on nature and energy, this spiritual practice is centered on lunar tides and seasonal cycles. Check the link tree in the bio for lots of great resources. Merry meet all. This podcast is recorded on the homeland of the Duwamish people, and more broadly, the Coast Salish people, as well as many other indigenous tribes that make their home here in the Pacific Northwest of America, past, present, and future. As a spiritual being and steward of this land that I call home, I feel honored with the responsibility of caring for this piece of our planet. Please take a moment to join me in honoring the original stewards of the land on which you are residing and a moment of gratitude for the earth itself and the bounty it provides. Please join me in words that work for you. To the ancestors that hold this ground and for those spirits yet to come, May you fill me with guidance as I learn my place as a steward of this land and its creatures. In the gift of this role, I hold gratitude for all that surrounds me, for the water which cleanses me, for the earth's fruit which nourishes me, for the air that breathes life, for the fire that warms as it burns and for the divine cosmos within. I am a child of the universe, at one with the trees and the stars. May the tides of the moon fill me with silver and the sunbeams tint me in gold. From light to dark, from birth to death, spring to winter, new moon to full, and back again. It is a beautiful world, one worth protecting. This I will, as within, so without, as above, so below, as I am, so mote it be. The Pragmatic Pagan participates in Real Rent Duwamish as a way to compensate for the land that was stolen through violence and broken land treaties. I encourage you to look into and participate in Real Rent programs that support Indigenous communities in your area. I also encourage you to take an active stance in environmental issues, both at home and worldwide. Our planet needs its stewards, now more than ever. It can be as simple as picking up trash in your neighborhood, using less water, and buying local goods. Check out the link tree in the bio for more great ways to connect with our planet and give back. The Witch's Creed by Doreen Valenti Annotated by Silver Ravenwolf. Hear now the words of the witches, the secrets we hid in the night. When dark was our destiny's pathway that now we bring forth into light. Mysterious water and fire, the earth and the wide-ranging air, by hidden quintessence we know them. 
and will and keep silent and dare. The birth and rebirth of all nature, the passing of winter and spring, we share with the life universal, rejoice in the magical ring. Four times in the year the great Sabbath returns, and the witches are seen at Lamas and Candlemas dancing, on May Eve and old Halloween. When daytime and nighttime are equal, when sun is at greatest and least, the four lesser Sabbaths are summoned, and again gather witches in feast. Thirteen silver moons in a year, thirteen is the coven's array, thirteen times at Espats make merry, for each golden year in a day. The power was passed down the ages, each time between woman and man, each century unto the other, ere time and the ages began. When drawn is the magical circle, by sword or a theme of power, its compass between the two world lies, in land of the shades for that hour. This world has no right then to know it, and world of beyond will tell not. The oldest of gods are invoked there, and the great work of magic is wrought. For two are the mystical pillars that stand at the gate of the shrine, and two are the powers of nature, the forms and the forces divine. The dark and the light in succession, the opposites each unto each, shown forth as a god and a goddess, of this our ancestors teach. By night he's the wild wind's rider, the horned one the lord of the shades. By day he's the king of the woodland, the dweller in green forest glades. She is youthful or old as she pleases. She sails the torn clouds in her bark, the bright silver lady of midnight, the crone who weaves spells in the dark. The master and mistress of magic, they dwell in the deeps of the mind, immortal and ever-renewing, with power to free or to bind. So drink the good wine to the old gods, and dance and make love in their praise, till Elfham's fairy land shall receive us in the peace at the end of our days. And do what you will to be the challenge, so be it in love that harms none, for this is the only commandment, by magic of old it be done. Eight words the witch's creed fulfill, if it harms none, do what you will. Welcome and merry meet. We pagans do love to celebrate, and because nature offers us so many chances to be thankful and celebrated seasons, well, we just can't resist. Holidays are generally broken into two types, and both come from the French term meaning to joyously celebrate or frolic. There are 13 espats, which focus on the moon cycle, and another eight sabbats, known as the high holy days of the year. Espats and sabbats have roots in Wiccan tradition, which is a relatively newer belief system based on older pagan tradition. Espat generally refers to a moon ceremony and are the lunar celebrations that happen on a monthly basis. Usually the full moon celebration, although some witches incorporate a new moon espat as well. There are typically 13 of these celebrations yearly in accordance with the moon cycles. Covens use this time to do spell work that benefits all members or to do lessons, trainings, or other spiritual-related work. In the pragmatic pagan concept, these espats are focused on spell work. It takes time to tune energy to your will. The more time put into the meditation and the spell work, ideally a full lunar cycle, the more likely it will manifest. In this case, both full and new moon espats are celebrated in different ways, the full moon being more of an outward celebration and the new moon focusing more on learning and self-care. Check out the episode on lunar cycles to learn more. 
In addition to the lunar celebrations, there are four larger astronomical celebrations. These are focused on the turning of time, specifically the solstices and equinoxes. Wiccans and many other pagans also observe four additional holidays that focus on the turning of the seasons, as opposed to the astronomical shift. Together, these eight high holy days offer a way to keep yourself in tune with the changing world. Some of these traditions may sound familiar because many of the pagan high holy days were transformed into Catholic Christian holidays as those religions forced conversion throughout the world. However, the celebrations we are talking about go back deep into the roots of humankind. Civilizations around the world have beliefs based on the turning of the season, a death and rebirth story, so to speak. That being said, there is no right way to observe these pagan holidays. Many witches combine them with the more predominant holidays of their cultures. Others keep them entirely separate. How you celebrate, and whether you celebrate on a single day or over a course of several days, is up to you. Many witches actually observe the eight high holy days as seasons, in addition to singular holidays, using the theme of the season to suggest their spell work, altar decoration, and meditations for several weeks. Lots of great ways to embrace these holidays. Find what works best for your practice. All right, witches, pull out that pen and paper and let's write some things down. If you don't want to write down everything, subscribe to my Instagram to get content in graphic form, usually posted within 24 hours of the episode going up. Let's start with astronomical celebrations. The fall equinox brings us into the autumn harvest season with Mabon, a time when light and dark appear to fill the sky for equal times, and we give thanks to the bounty of the year. As we move into shorter days, Yule brings in the winter solstice, where we celebrate by burning Yule logs, decorating trees, and sharing gifts of love over a several-day celebration. In the spring, we hit the spring equinox and Ostara, a time of rebirth celebrated with colorful eggs and the bounty of spring, flowers, bunnies, and children galore. The summer solstice celebrates the longest day and the sun in all its glory. This celebration is filled with feasts, bonfires, music, and libations. This still leaves a few additional holidays that take further root in the Wiccan tradition, but are based on known pagan celebrations. May Day, or Beltane, the transition time from spring to summer, where lovers leap over fires to bring passion, and often marriage, and dancers circle the maypole. Lamaze, as we move from summer to autumn, the first of the harvest festivals celebrating the bounty of the season. Sween, or as most of us know it, Halloween, brings in the Celtic New Year as we move from autumn to winter. This is a time that focuses on our ancestors and connection with spirits and the astral plane, a time of beginnings and endings. Imbolc moves us from winter to the first buds of spring, reminding us to continue to harvest the light from Yule as spring starts to dawn on the horizon. Okay, now let's do that as a quick rundown in order, starting with the Celtic New Year. All dates are approximate and depend on year, region, and practice. The dates below are for Northern Hemisphere. Southern Hemisphere witches will advance dates by six months or so to match with the corresponding season. Okay. Grab that paper and pencil. Sween, October 31st, is the fall harvest. Yule, 
winter solstice in December. In bulk, February 2nd. Ostara, the spring equinox in March. Beltane, May 1st. Midsummer is the summer solstice in June. Lamas, August 1st. Mabon, fall equinox in September. Traditionally, these rituals have been celebrated based on deities, and it is their journey that shapes the wheel of the year. But with no disrespect, I do think that celebrating the changing of the seasons without involving a deity is perfectly legitimate for those looking to practice based on the ebb and flow of nature. It does mean we have to be mindful that the titles we use are not particularly ours, but given that the belief structures have changed many times throughout civilizations, the basic celebrations and their alignment with the seasons have stayed the same. With that in mind, when we celebrate these holidays, I will be sure to mix in a good dose of knowledge on the origins of the holiday and who, how it has been celebrated in the past. I will never be able to cover every tradition, so I will be focusing on Western European practices, but I would love to hear or include other traditions, so please shoot me a message on social media and maybe I can include your input in an upcoming episode. Okay, so between 13 esbats and 8 sabbats, it does seem like a lot, and you will notice that there seems to be a ritual or a holiday every few days. This is one thing I have learned about witchcraft. If you really want it to work, if you really want it to have impact, it isn't something you do. It is something that you live, something that you are. It becomes integrated into your life, and much like dedication to any spiritual practice requires time and, well, dedication. That doesn't mean you can't dabble. You definitely can. Just know that you will always get out of it what you put into it. Start small, and if you miss rituals or celebrations, that is completely okay. The key is to focus on your meditations and intents. Once you get into the rhythm of the seasons, many of the smaller practices will just become weaved into your day. The point is, don't let all the holidays be a reason that keep you from practicing. Focus on your espats, and then pick a holiday or two that really resonate with you to focus on and that work best for you to celebrate. Pragmatic Pause Many of the high holidays of the pagan year are traditionally associated with a god or goddess. Wiccan beliefs focus on a pantheon of deities. Here in this practice, you may find that I even use the word god or goddess when reciting a poem, like the one at the beginning of this episode. Here's the thing. I'm an atheist. So, when I encounter those words, I take a moment to translate that into how I receive the universe. For me, it's energy. For instance, Wicca focuses largely on the female form in the goddess journey from maiden to mother to crone. I still believe in that journey for every living thing, especially those that bring life into the world, but it is true of all of us in some form. A time of birth and exploration, a time of innocence, followed by a time of warmth, reassurance, nurturing, giving back, into a place of knowledge, age, and death. This is true in all things, and for me, I can always look at the myths, the stories, the words, as embodiments of how I might perceive that energy to manifest. Do what works best for you here. 
This is where you can incorporate or not whatever deity works for you. Always feel free to change words or adjust to make it fit you. And in many cases, you'll see that I drop references to the deities altogether. Have a topic you want to learn more about or a request for a spell? Please let me know. Your suggestion may be featured in an upcoming podcast. You can find me on Instagram at The Pragmatic Pagan, on Twitter at Pagan Pragmatic, or on Facebook at A Pragmatic Pagan. If you follow me on Anchor Podcasts, you can even send me an audio question that may be played. Check it out. Would love to hear from you. <laughs>